0: The farming industry is set to take social media by storm, with its biggest online campaign just days away. 24 Hours in Farming, otherwise known as Farm24, will showcase what a typical day in farming can look like and help educate the British public about where and how their food is produced. Sponsored by Morrisons, the flagship campaign is taking place on August 4th and 5th and everyone working in the agricultural industry is being asked to throw their support behind the campaign and help raise awareness about one of the most important industries in the UK and beyond. Simply take a picture or create a quick video, share on your social media account and show the general public a snapshot of your day using hashtag farm24. And be sure to tag at Farmers Guardian and at Morrisons so we can see you. Tell them why. Don't hold back. They need to know that they're living alongside a place that they can be poisoned, crushed, drowned, kicked, pucked, bitten. Okay, that's the reality of a farm. It's full of hazards.
1: You've just heard from AgriKids founder Alma Jordan, outlining some of the dangers facing children on farms. I'm Hannah Binns, Farmer's Guardian's news and business reporter, and on this week's Over the Farmgate podcast, I'm joined by three farm safety champions to discuss the latest health and safety executive figures. We'll also discuss the impact incidences can have on individuals and their families.
2: Okay, well, I'll start. I'm Stephanie Barkley, and I manage the Farm Safety Foundation, or Yellow Wellies, as some people know us and we're the charity behind Farm Safety Week, which is happening this week.
0: Uh, My name is Alma Jordan, and I am the founder of AgriKids, which is a farm safety education platform for children, which I started um, after originally coming up with the idea in 2015.
3: And I'm Alan Plom. My whole career has been involved with farm safety. Um, I joined HSE as a farm safety inspector in 1979, Spent 30 years uh, as an inspector in various grades and uh, working in different industries too. And um, since then, uh, as an independent consultant trainer, involved with other professional bodies and uh, followed the progress of Yellow Wellies over the last 10 years.
1: So this week's been Farm Safety Week. Stephanie, are you able to run through some of HSE's figures and how they compare to last year or, say, the last five years? Are we seeing any improvements?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the headlines from the Health and Safety, Agriculture and Forestry Fishing um, uh, report sort of gives us that 25 people were killed on GB farms in the last year, and that's tragic. One death is one death too many, but 25 is not right. It is an improvement on last year, um, a slight improvement on last year, but actually, you know, we're starting to see safety improvements. Uh, but the pace of change is slow. It's too slow for those 25 families. 22 of them were farm workers. Three of them were members of the public, which included a nine-year-old child. 60% of those farm workers were self-employed. The oldest worker to live his life was an 85-year-old. In an industry where, you know, let's be honest, farm workers and farmers rarely retire at 65. 40% of those people were over the age of 65. And agriculture continues to have the worst rate of worker fatal injury per 100,000 of main sectors. It's 21 times higher than the all industry average. Unfortunately, those are the headlines. They're very sober statistics, but they're not just statistics. Every single one of them is a worker, a farmer, a visitor or a child that leaves
1: behind a family. And why do you think the record is so bad? Is it the nature of the work?
2: I just think that actually we're not seeing the widespread change in attitude towards safety and improvements in behaviours that are going to reduce the number of people that are hurt or even made ill in the industry because we've 25 fatal injuries, but we've still got 25,000 people that are actually suffering life-changing injuries or lifelong chronic illness as a result of working in the industry. Too many people are suffering those illnesses as a result of their health and safety management and every one of us has a role to play in making the changes that we all want and we all need to see. Alan,
0: Alma, would you agree? Absolutely. I think uh, what's what's interesting is that a lot of people, I know here in 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 South Ar- Ireland, we actually saw a decrease in figures last year. We we the previous year we would have lost twenty people. We lost nine people last year. A farm would account for six percent of all workplaces in Ireland, yet it's accounting for up to fifty percent of all workplace deaths. That's an absolutely unacceptable figure and as stephanie said i mean we talk a lot about stats and and the and the numbers but behind each of those is 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 a family is is a community and it's something that never actually leaves the tapestry of a community so we have to get very serious about this this topic very quickly um what's what is interesting where people were you know being quite optimistic about the drop in numbers we have to Remember, this is not a comparable time. Last year, we were coming out to the end of a pandemic where people were working from home. They were there on site to assist with farming duties, which we didn't have before. So we cannot compare the figures of last year to to the year before, or even to to the figures now. It's not a, a comparable time. And farm safety continues to have a very poor safety record because at the end of the day, a farm is an incredibly hazardous w- workplace, but it's also a home. And I think that's what we have to bring in here, the fact the fact that we have to separate the home from the workplace. And I think that's where we have the issue, especially
1: around children. Alan, with your HSE hat on.
3: I, I, I mean, I'd certainly agree with, with, with everything that Alma said there. Um And, you know, looking back, I mean, obviously we mustn't be complacent. There have been uh, the sort of little um, o- occasional blips, um, and yeah, we we, we mustn't uh, count our blessings at the moment. Um, you know, I look back. I, I wrote a piece reflecting on the history of of HSE's agriculture inspectorate and regulations, and we were talking about legislation. Actually, the first farm safety legislation was introduced in in in, in the late eighteen hundreds. That's not last century. That's the century before. <laughs> and 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 people and and that was on threshers and bailers and still you know we see these words flagged up in in the fatality reports every year, um, and 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 I mean everything's relative. Um, I, I think the worst figures that were recorded in GB in, in any one year was 183. Now we have come a long way, but as Stephanie said, any any incident and it isn't just the fatalities it's the people who you know, have nearly died or, or maimed and permanently disabled those don't feature in these headline statistics and 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 we know we have countless friends involved in this um, whole whole process who are, who are championing um, farm safety who are fortunately still alive to tell the tale
1: i feel like they have a very important story to tell the rest of agriculture um what kind of things were you seeing as a principal inspector when you went on farms? What were the main safety issues you were having to deal with or were there any particular patterns or trends?
3: Sadly, same old, same old, you know, it, it's every year's report is, is exactly the same. Um, I mean, just reflecting on my personal experience, my first fatality that I went out to visit uh, with my prince, then principal inspector, I was a trainee. Um, was a two and a half year old who was run over in a potato field. She was left to sleep behind a box. The farmer's son moved the, the bolt box, not knowing she was there. I mean, that was absolutely dreadful. Um, it 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 certainly gave me direction and focus for for my career. Um, it was a Romani family. I went to the inquest in the coroner's court to see everybody dressed and and um you know, that had a marked impact on me. And then towards the other end of my career, um, out in the field, certainly, um, the last fatality I investigated personally was a a seven-year-old girl who drowned in a grain pit while her father was doing the paperwork. She just went out on a bike for a ride around the farm. um, And sadly, the farmer had actually removed the protective grid over the pit. That an inspector had previously required him to fit um the effect on that family was was devastating and on the farm so you know <laughs> at the other end of the spectrum i have investigated fatalities and awful injuries to to people in in their 80s and and everywhere in between um and and sadly you know are there trends well we know that um you know moving vehicles and um machinery, livestock, falls from height. They're there, have been all the way through.
1: Are there cases that stick in your mind, Stephanie? Um, I'm probably going to get a bit emotional about this, but I had a family yesterday
2: that lost a child. So when anybody talks about losing a child as a mother myself, it basically pierces my heart because I know people and I have friends that have been through that and I think everybody will agree that no child should die as a result of living on a farm. But this family I spent time with yesterday who are sharing their story as part of Farm Safety Week. I, you know, it's, it's inconceivable. He tried his best. It was one of those things we talk about accidents and incidents. But this was a horrifically tragic accident. And the father still has to live with himself every single day. Farms are amazing places to grow up. They, you learn so much, you get the opportunity to learn responsibility, hard work, family teamwork, all of those things, you know, and their children are always keen to help out with farm work, along with their parents, brothers, sisters, but it's so important to understand that each farm task has a level of risk associated with it, you know, and it's easy to say keep children away from the farm, but it's not that easy in real life, you know, thinking about the risk and if the assessment tells you that somebody, you, your child could get seriously injured, then just say no. And, but no is a really valuable lesson for a lot of children to learn, you know, especially if there's a risk to their safety involved. The Bumfords are amazing, what they did. The Nelsons that have shared their story with us as well in the past, losing a child, are incredible. And the news at the weekend that another child lost his life in Barry St Edmunds, It's just heartbreaking. And it's no more heartbreaking than any other fatal notification that we get. You know, they are just, they're real people. They're real people left behind, you know, and we need to stop that. We all need to stop it.
3: I think the other aspect of that, Stephanie, is, is the long-term effect. You know, obviously on the family, you know, in the short term, medium term but long term on farms as well because that's the future of of your farm you know your own children are the ones that you assume are going to carry on your legacy and um i you know it's another factor that we 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 have to have to put into the equation
2: yeah you're absolutely right i think every single every single fatal notification is something that just you can't we cannot become immune to these. We cannot, you know, read them and go, oh, that's sad. It should be galvanising us to actually do something, you know, to actually drive some action. Yes, the awareness of farm safety has never been higher. That's one thing, but the time has actually come for action. You know, we need to start challenging and changing the attitudes and the behaviours so that we can make our farms safer places to work and safer places to live.
1: Alma, you mentioned. Obviously, it's quite hard to separate the farm as a place of work and a home. Do you have any suggestions how some farmers could do this?
0: do I suppose it's what's interesting to hear there is how emotional this topic is and it is a very emotive topic there are people out there with very strong feelings um, around this topic and for me my own story be- began really in 2014 when I learned about the deaths of two young children aged just five and three and that happened within days of each each other in, in August their their names were were um, were were Liam and Fion and in that moment i kind of realized that you know growing up on a farm and living on a farm as i am here in 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 county mead that we needed to get very serious about this topic because at the end of the day there was nothing to say this wasn't going to happen to us we were in no way different to any other family out there except we may have been of the mindset sure that happens to other people well guess what it doesn't it can happen to anybody at any time But up to 90% of these incidents are preventable. And that's what we have to to, to start uh, looking at, preventing the preventable. So I really began to orchestrate within AgriKids a model and a vehicle and a platform that we could engage, educate, and empower our children on this topic, that we could really get them very articulate and well-versed so that they could not only know and be aware of the dangers that they're living alongside, but they also could share that learning with those around them. And I found this a really great way to bridge this generational gap that is that is extremely difficult. Children are very good at going over to granny and granddad and having very real conversations with them. So I started by creating the storybooks, the websites, getting into libraries, getting into schools, getting into every grassroots organization I could get myself into and just focusing on children. And I was finding then that children were taking the information that they were getting in the workshop in school and they were bringing it home. Examples I could talk to you about is the 12 year old girl I had in Donegal who realized her dad's PTO wasn't guarded and using her confirmation money. She went out and was going to buy him a guard for his PTO. I also had a four year old child who was very well versed in the arts of agitating slurry, if, if you don't mind. And when she got wind that her father was going out to make slurry, she reminded him he wasn't to be in the shed. And what's more, the chemical shed was to be locked because she couldn't go in there. You know, so listen, children are extremely, um, not only are they capable, they're competent, and they are more than a, they're actually natural learners and they love to share this learning. So talk to them. Don't just tell them they can't go to, to the farm. Tell them why. Don't mm. hold back. They need to know that they're living alongside a place that they can be poisoned, crushed, drowned, kicked, pucked, bitten. Okay. That's the reality of a farm. It's full of hazards. It's full of amazing things. You can learn about veterinary. You can learn about how to be a caretaker, a marketer, a nurse, a vet. You can learn so much, but there's also so much that we need to protect ourselves from. And we have to be as up to speed on these as we are on everything else. And I get extremely frustrated. Um, when I do see especially images on social media of children as young as three and five years old, unaccompanied in a tractor cab, being filmed, driving it. Social media vanity over sanity is absolutely rife and it's going against the grain of everything that we're trying to do over Farm Safety Week and all the other weeks of of the year. It's not good enough. And I really, really call on people that if you see something that, you know, is is dangerous, speak up, speak out, don't let it happen. Because you know what, you might have an incident, you might have an accident, you might have a death, and that will weigh on, on you. I will never forget the day I went into a school to do a workshop and I walked by an altar. And it was as I was leaving, I got a close look at what the altar was for. It was for an eight year old boy killed off a quad bike that his father had just bought. and was bringing the child out for a little spin. Unfortunately, it ended in the most unbelievable tragedy and I was heartbroken. Now I know though, that that family is extremely good in talking about what happened in the hope that it will curb somebody else from doing the same thing. So out of respect to those people who have lost, please think properly, have some common sense, you know. Um, and at the end of the day, when you're exposing your children to farm life, do it slowly, do it in line with their age, do it in line with their ability, with their competency. Don't expose them too young. They will, it'll be in them. You're not keeping them away from it. You're exposing them them slowly and instilling in, in them the skills that they will, you know, learn to lead a long and happy life with.
2: I mean, what Alma's doing is absolutely fantastic and has actually inspired us this week to launch a calendar competition with the family I was telling you about of Tomas Bunford, to launch a calendar competition in Wales for rural primary schools to get those messages into those rural primary schools from, as she said, grassroots level. The children are sponges. They absorb so many positive messages that you, they can take back into the house and use their pester power. But what we also want them to take back into the house is a calendar that they'll want to put up in the kitchen. And it'll hang there every single day of the year, reminding them of those farm safety messages. So it's something that we're doing in a le- in legacy to Tomás in his memory and to hopefully prevent another family in Wales going through what they've gone through for the last you know, six months.
1: Could you explain a bit more about that competition, Stephanie, for our Welsh listeners?
2: Yes, so um, all the primary schools in rural Wales are going to be getting an invitation from the Welsh Government. We've done this in conjunction with Wales Farm Safety Partnership and they will be getting an invitation to get involved in this competition. We'll be giving them 12 key messages and we're gonna ask them to illustrate those in an A4 or an A3 painting, um, drawing, whatever. And they're going to bring them through to us and we're gonna choose 12 of them and those 12 will go together to form a calendar. Now everybody that enters the, the competition Will receive a copy of this calendar to take away with them. With and you never know, your contribution may end up being the month of May. So we're going to do that. Get it back to the schools. But on every single calendar, there will be a photograph of Tomas. You know, so that people can see that this this does happen to real people. That this is a real child that was affected by this, and it shows the gravity of the the risk to the children but also shows the potential for them, as um, Alma said, to be those farm safety ambassadors in the home.
3: Yeah, Hannah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd just like to reflect on that as well. I mean, you know, admired what Alma's been doing from afar. Um, and, and uh, you know, Stephanie's taken that with yellow wellies through into the, the, the next generation, if you like, with those those youngsters. Um, you know, just reflect on that as, as an inspector in my very early days, we used to go into village schools and, and, and show the films. And there are still people today that remember those films. You know, now that's, I, that was in the sort of 80s and uh, those days are long gone. You know, uh, the, the regulators don't have those, um, uh, those resources. I think it's been said a lot this week, change has got to come from within the industry um and and initiatives like this are, are so important to carry that through um you know i i love that uh, stephanie's um, expression of power i should definitely be using that in the future um, uh, i remember a campaign by one of our chief inspectors years ago he he did actually get lambasted for it but uh, we had a focus on farming wives and again that's another avenue um maybe more sensitive and I, <laughs> I yes I was pointing herself there um, he, you know he's his, his uh, term was nag your man to safety now that might be regarded as non-PC these days but hell you know I would still use it and and I've certainly used that approach you sit at the kitchen table after an inspection and I've actually said to wise do you know what he's doing out there never mind the regulations. You know, this is and people say safety is common sense. Well there needs to be a lot more of it about common
2: sense is not common practice, is
3: it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and also it, it it's not just a a UK and Ireland problem. I mean sadly, you know, um farming is top of the hit list around the world. We all face the same problem. And those of us who have been campaigning for years and, you know, we, we, we speak to our colleagues, fellow sort of enthusiasts around the world. And I've been to countries which haven't got the, the regulations or the infrastructure that we've got. and And it's exactly the same problems. The change has got to come from within the industry
0: just going to add, it's very sobering that in the United States, a child dies every three days and 33 yeah. are injured daily. So, yeah. and again, it's for all the same reasons. It's, it's machinery. It's a livestock. It's, it's practice. You know, it's it's things that, you know, went absolutely fine yesterday, but today there was a different out, outcome. And, you know, that's the that's the reality of this. You know, every day is not the same. It's not a place for complacency because complacency is killing
1: are there any lessons that we could learn from other countries in terms of health and safety approaches have you seen anything on your travels that you think oh that's quite good we'll see if we can implement this in england or ireland
0: Well, i personally love it in america they have the progressive um, agricultural foundation and they've been running farm safety days throughout america and each of the days are held in uh, you know in different farming locations and now they have them running in south america as well as canada it's very simple it's very Easy, the children are busting, they're given their lunch, some t-shirts, they go around the different stations, such as the fire engines, they go around and they see different farmings, they go down and, and they they see animal care, and they, they're exposed to so much um over a course of a day or two days. And these have really had a massive impact on on children. And the, the, the farm families have said that when their children come back, it's the number one topic of conversation and it stays with them. So I think there is a lot to be kind of learned from that upward model uh, with regards to this topic as, as as opposed to just relying on farmers to take on the information and allowing it to a uh, trickle down. We do need more of a ground up because that's, that's where roots start. That's where foundation starts. And I think that's really what we have to start focusing on.
2: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, farmers of all ages need to have that, you know, refreshment of what they think they know and how they think they understand the risks on farms I think what we, I sit on Sakurima and also ISASH, which is in the International Association of Safety and Health um, Associates. So we do this on an international thing. We sit and we benchmark what's going on. And funnily enough, the work that is happening in the UK and obviously Ireland as well, is always held up as really progressive. I mean, we're using virtual reality in our training, you know, of young farmers at agricultural colleges and uh, universities. We're using teams, we're using face-to-face blended learning when it comes to engaging the young farmers clubs. You know, there are things like that going on. You you can get the combination, and I know that that the NFU and NFU Mutual recently had a fantastic safety day in Yeovil, that was so good that basically was similar to the one that Alma just described, almost the CSI style approach with some talks and putting it on to them. What would you do? What are the dangers? Your hazard spotting and actually sharing stories and stories are so powerful. And Alan, you'll probably agree with me on this because as you said, those stories that you saw in a video back in the eighties and the Baylor is one that, you know, springs to mind with me is actually the thing that sticks in your mind it's the reality it's getting it so that it's got real impact on the person and they remember it so that's why kinesthetic learning experiential learning all of those kind of things we've got to do all of it we just have to do everything in our power and it doesn't just belong to one group or one person it's an industry-wide thing we can't dip in and out of it every you know farm safety week we do this every day of the year, and so should everybody else. I
0: think what I'd like to, to, to start seeing kind of from the overall sector is, for example, those who profiteer from, from, from farming, whether it's in the machinery, in, in the food, in food processors, et cetera, I'd like to see them investing more heavily in farm safety, in the farmer well-being. They, they put so much value value in what our farmers produce. They need to start upholding the same value to the actual farmer and to the actual producer within the farm family structure. It's all about normalizing this topic, making this normal, communicating more, that when you're going out to do a particular day's work, everybody knows where you're going to be. Keeping those jobs for younger children, older children, teenagers, etc., age uh, appropriate for farmers, you do have time. So so slow down. Okay. Take time to look after yourself. Take time to look after your machinery. You already are so good at looking after your animals. You need to tend to yourself also because at the end of the day, the only thing you have to do is to come home. You are your farm's greatest asset. Always, always remember that. And then even within within the media, making sure that the images that is used, the language that is, is used on social media, that it is all farm safe appropriate. And that And that way, we're all working together for the same cause, for the same good. And we're going that one step further in normalising this and, and, you know, making sure that farms, you know, don't remain amongst, you know, the worst places to work on or the most dangerous places to work on. But you know what? Maybe they could be amongst the safest places to work on.
3: If I could say then, for me collaboration is the key. Um, you know, what you've mentioned, Alma, in terms of uh, in Canada and elsewhere, um, again, I, I reflect on the good old days. You know, we used to have a safety arena at the county show. Uh, we'd have all sorts of people involved. We'd have um, mock accidents, if you like, and, um, and 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 people do remember those um, going out. Walking on farms with farmers, talking about their own problems in a a, a, a no blame um, environment, you know um, that that is still remembered by so many. Uh, and, and looking forward, I mean, you know, using the new the new technology, the new techniques for learning, we have to. much more of that not just yellow wellies you know okay it's a big investment for so many people but that's why we need collaboration we need sponsors you know we 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 haven't got those sponsors lined up Ireland, i think uh, uh, are in quite a good position well okay (laughs) i i see the names of your supporters on your tweets but yes we all need more money albert i i I accept that but but i think we need to look at at research as well um you know HSE. Because of their resources, they had to target how they can, who they can have greatest impact, and then leave the industry um, through the, the safety and health awareness days um, to be led by the industry. And they can then use their resources to target. And um, it was interesting. Their research um, divided farmers in terms of their attitude towards risk into planners, pragmatists risk takers or those that were unclear. Now, it would be good if we could get every farmer to think, okay, which category am I in? But also us as advisors, consultants, whatever, teachers, trainers, um, managers of health and safety, you need to look at individuals and and if you like pigeonhole people like that because the research went on to explain how you can influence each of those, those subgroups. More recently, there's been research in Aberdeen at the the University of Aberdeen, the psychology department up there on non-technical skills in agriculture. They've produced um, what they've called flints, which is basically on this list of non-technical skills. And they highlight the key areas of situational awareness. Well, that's behind virtually every fatality we we see come along. Um, Decision making, that's at the root of every accident. Um, the, the need for teamwork and communication. Again, every accident features that in the, in the reports. Um, leadership. We must have leaders. We need more. We need more people to share what, um, you know, what's gone wrong, their own near misses, their near hits. I still prefer to call them and then managing the tasks. So, you know, I, I, I think as a, a, if you like, a health and safety community to try and break out into the wider farming community, we've got to find new and more effective ways to convey our messages.
1: I'm afraid we're running out of time. Um, it's obviously a topic that we could discuss for hours and hours on end, um, but unfortunately we're gonna have to wrap up here. If you could quickly just give farmers one thing to think about this Farm Safety Week, that'd be great.
0: For me, it would be around the whole area of a time. You know, remember at the end of the day that no matter what has to has to be done, you just have to go home. And that if you could do one thing that's going to make a difference, do it now. Don't wait, please don't wait. Fix that manhole cover. Make sure when you're exiting a, a tractor that you're facing, you know, towards the seat that you just got up got up from. To keep your yard tidy, more. My husband, when he was putting up the rake after tethering um, out a out meadow, he realized that the tines, those that were eye, eye level were absolutely treacherous. So he went off, he got a bit of plastic wrap and he wrapped them up because he knew if he tripped, if he fell
3: mm-hmm. and
0: the un, unimaginable happened, there could be a very serious injury, if not fatality from, from that. It cost him nothing absolutely nothing. It doesn't all come down to major costs or things that we can do right now that will make a world of difference. And it costs pretty much nothing. So go out, make the difference today and make sure that you're going home to to your family each and every day.
3: And for me, um, it's stop and think. Um, the first, well, the farmer that I, I, farm that I grew up working, uh, working on, in his office over his desk, he had a sign which said. Um, think ahead and, and unfortunately the letters EAD got progressively smaller and fell off the end of the page you know I I think that's the fundamental of risk assessment isn't it people say they just don't understand it if there isn't something specific that they have to do there's so much guidance out there yellow wellies the national regulators um, other organizations you know get out there and use it that together with collaboration for me working My own professional bodies, Institute of Agriculture Engineers and Institute of Occupational Safety and Health (IOSH), we need to we need to all galvanise, but to get the industry involved.
1: Thank you, and thank you for your time. Unfortunately, Stephanie was unable to share her final thoughts with us due to rural Wi-Fi issues, but you can read what else she had to say in this week's edition of Farmers Guardian. For more information and advice about farm safety visit the Farm Safety Foundation, AgriKids and HSE websites. If there's anything you'd like to share with us, then please send us an email at podcasts at farmsguardian.com. Thank you for listening, but more importantly, stay safe.